Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Matt's letter about the power of the doctor continues... He's been on about the the admin Daleks, and uh, he goes on. Uh, while we're dealing with the bad guys, Sasha Dewan pops up, positively eating, digesting, and pooping out the scenery as the master once more. There's no denying he's been a great master. If only he could pronounce the word. Regional accent, accent snobbery from me there. I like master. <laughs> it makes him sound big. <laughs> Um, but he's never been better than in this story. Utterly unhinged like never before. He's very much in the Anthony Ainley school of mastery here. But whilst modern masters have all had this psychotic nature to them, I'd love to see them back on track for the next incarnation and revert to the more controlled, charming villainy of the Delgado master. Uh, the once rumoured Charles Dance would be epic, or Charles Dance, uh, it, just to get around Matthew's accent snobbery. Um <laughs> But that's for another time. Right now, I don't think I'm done with Dewan, and hopefully he'll be hanging around into the next era. Back with the good guys. For all the pointlessness of the Dans and Vinders of the world, you've got the absolutely fantastic return to the series of Ace and Tegan. Oh, it's like putting on a pair of comfy old slippers, seeing them again. There's a feeling of proper old school who about them coming along and showing the whippersnappers how it's done right. Tegan hasn't changed at all with her pithy quips and put downs and Ace, well, Ace is just showing everyone how much she deserves her own spin-off series in a Sarah Jane Adventures vein. Um... It was interesting to read in Doctor Who magazine how both actresses had input into their characters and what they'd be doing, meaning the credit can very much lie in part with them. Uh, one question, Tegan's references to two husbands and an adopted son. Is that from a novel, a comic, an audio? God, if it's not, then you can almost hear Big Finish ramping up the continuity hole filler machine again. <laughs> 
Uh, I believe they call it the Grussell. Oh, as in Gary Russell. Uh, and seeing Ace in her bomber jacket, fighting off the Daleks with a baseball bat again. There's only one word for that, isn't there? Wicked. Oh, wicked. Uh, the fact that Doctor's companions leave and continue to fight the good fight is heartening. In fact, it writes one of the wrongs of the Russell T. Davis era for me, where Davros referred to the Doctor taking his companions and making them into soldiers, weapons, warriors, whereas this very much portrays them more as having had their potential unlocked and going on to do good in the universe. Uh, nice. There were so many little touches within for the two of them, but standing out was their confrontation with the master. Uh, he's written that phonetically. <laughs> Where he taunts them with mentions of Auntie Vanessa and how he used to be a cat person. Enough to make a fanboy's heart sing. But let's never forget, <laughs> ever forgive him for calling the brigadier an idiot. I mean, he did call him an idiot back then. Like, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's in character. Um... Of course, Tegan and Ace really come to the fore in their specific scenes with some old friends, the old doctors. Is that how we should refer to them? Uh, for once, Chibnall's ability to keep a secret caused this old fan to nearly choke on a digestive. <laughs> to see Davison, Colin Baker, McGann and McCoy, my doctor, he says, uh, back on screen again was the icing on an already pretty tasty cake. Seeing them sitting underneath a telegraph pole, the like of which my dearly missed old dad used to climb for a living, was utterly unexpected and an absolute joy. Oh, that's so sweet. Matt. That must have been a really cute moment. Um, but that little cameo wasn't enough. To see them once more in their proper costumes and interacting with their companions was the stuff of dreams we never thought we'd see again. Sylve and Soph were magical. How exactly did they fall out? Again, is that something I've missed from a book or a comic or an audio? I don't know. The, the, the Ace and Seventh Doctor timeline is so convoluted. Who knows? Um, but if anyone does, please let us know and I'll tell you. Uh, but the real kicker was Janet and Peter. From the mention of Adric, that was a gut punch to anyone familiar with the reference. Partially mixed in with a, oh God, he's not going to appear too, is he feeling? <laughs> yeah, it's nice to mention Adric, but let's not have actual Adric. <laughs> um, to the moment, Tegan declares how much she missed her doctor with the audio treatment dropped on Davison's voice for his reply of, I missed you too. I know, it was really cute. And they also, he stopped being a wobbly um, hologram for a second. Uh, tears were shared and heartstrings pulled and the nostalgia consigned to fan fiction was once more on screen. I can honestly say I've not felt this happy or with happy tears filling my eyes while whilst, whilst watching Doctor Who for a long time. Oh, Matt, that's so sweet. I can understand the appeal of having Bradley there giving his first Doctor, but in the presence of the others, he felt kind of a little out of place as not a proper Doctor. I know, but it, no one wants to see a weird CGI Peter Cushing in Rogue One thing that was i still don't understand that like why did why like why didn't they recreate mon mosma like they were going to recreate peter, peter cushing why recast her but not him like it's a really confused i just i don't get it anyway uh <laughs> matt goes on it may also be churlish to criticize based on what we didn't get but hey i'm a fan it's our raison d'etre uh but it rankled slightly to have old sixy around but not for him to get his moment in costume with a companion of his own with mel popping up later what a shame she couldn't have been talked into a bigger role to allow a similar chat to that shared between tegan ace and their doctors well there is talk that she's going to be in um the new russell t davis series so perhaps that was another thing that he said uh oh i see you've got bonnie in the story can you just make her a really brief cameo because i've got a thing for her later on and that would be amazing unless that leak was just about her sitting in that chair at the end in which case 
Devo. Uh, but yeah, if Bonnie Langford is coming back for any of the specials or maybe even in the new series, I mean, that could be incredible um, and would explain why she wasn't there. I mean, also, there's no one there for the first Doctor or the, the eighth Doctor to hang out with. It's not just Colin Baker. Um, <laughs> but given that Bonnie Langford was there, I'm like, it means she's available for at least a day's work uh, to sit in the group therapy. She could have done a couple more extra days. Uh, so, yeah, I suspect maybe that rumour might be true, that she could be turning up somehow in the new, 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 new series. When are we going to stop saying new series? <laughs> like, I feel like it's been the same series for a very long time. Is it in The Guardian, I think, where they they just, can, like, they basically consider Doctor Who to have never really stopped. Like, it just was off for a few years and they refer to it like this would be season 47 or whatever it's up to. <laughs> what is it? Season 13 plus 26 would make it... 39 season 39 so the next season will be season 40 as far as they're concerned they're you know <laughs> it's an interesting way of doing things uh but yeah i i totally get that um also what a pity that in the few moments where the doctor's face morphed between all the different un- incarnations uh we couldn't have had little glimpses of the doctor so sadly no longer with us uh a short sign of Pertwee or Troughton would have really perfected what was already a really special moment i think that would be asking more from the special effects than where possible. Um, also, I think you got to clear all that kind of stuff because you're creating a new performance out of an, a deceased actor. Like it's, it's a, yeah, it might be expensive. Uh, but yes, I, I agree. It was weird not seeing them. But given that there's like 14 of them now, it's like, well, if you showed all of them all the time, like it's going to take half an hour to just get through them all. Um, <laughs> uh, and as for Tom not appearing, well, I believe he was asked, but his inability to join in means I share Adam's concern for who's elder statesman. Statesman. I know I'm, I'm very concerned because he looked quite frail last time I saw him. Um, uh, but then I truly believe Tom will outlive us all. Uh, one other question here, though. How come the Doctor was in her division coat? Could this passing through place be something to do with it? Ooh! Uh, is this where the second Doctor came in between generations? Oh, I can feel a theory coming on. The second Doctor regenerated into Joe Martin, and whilst the second Doctor was stuck in his limbo, she went off and did all the division stuff, and then the second Doctor reasserted himself back into his old form before crashing to Earth and becoming the third Doctor. Oh, I like that. I, Matt's written that, but I actually say that. <laughs> I like that too, Matthew. Uh, but what of the new Who Doctors? Well, rumour has it this centenary special belonged to the Doctor's past, while the Doctor's future belonged to the 60th. Yeah, that is kind of what Chris Chibnall has said. So uh, that is kind of exciting. We might be seeing other Doctors. Uh, it might not just be David Tennant who's back. Um, and as for David Tennant being back... Uh, Russell T. Davis has said that um, this is the Doctor. This is the Doctor's 14th regeneration. Uh, It is not a a furphy. It's not a mysterious thing. It's not weird. Um, And also the explanation of the costume change is a purely production one. Uh, And I thought his reasoning was really, really good. He basically said uh, if he had... David Tennant appear in the 13th Doctor's clothes, that that would be all that the tabloids would run with for years and years and years, is basically 
you know, the doctor does drag, like terrible headlines about transitioning and, you know, and Russell T. Davis is like, I have a real respect for drag and what it means and that it's, you know, when done well, it's amazing. Um, and just having a man in ladies' clothes because it's some storyline bit of business is like, you know, it's a science fiction show. You can write around that stuff and, you know, it doesn't matter how amazing David Tennant is in the role in the future, they're just going to keep putting him in the papers in a woman's clothes and kind of make, you know, snide kind of snickering remarks about it. Um, Which is kind of, you know, a very British thing to do. Uh, Never forget the scientist who cloned a sheep for the first time from a mammary gland named it Dolly because of her boobs. Uh, So, yeah, I totally get that. And I think, you know, that is some forward thinking on behalf of Russell T. Davis. And, uh, you know, who knows what (laughs) excuse or explanation is going to come up with. Um, It might turn up in the comic book. It could turn up uh, in a big finished story in 3,000 years' time. Who knows? Um, But the real-life reason, I think, is... uh, yeah, very justified. Um, and that, you know, you can't trust the British press with these kind of issues. Uh, and, yeah, I think as much as it, you know, we as fans would go, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. That's just the clothes that they're wearing. You know, the press would not be the same. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.